to you by the Las Cruces Sun News. This is Straight Shooter. What is going on, everybody? This is Justin Martinez, a.k.a. Jay the Sports Dude. And if you are listening right now, let me just say thank you for tuning in to Straight Shooter, the podcast where I shoot from the hip and give you everything that you need to know about the New Mexico State men's basketball team. This is episode six of our season-long journey. So if you're a returning listener, then welcome back. I missed you. And if you're new to the program, well, then welcome to the family. Where have you been all my life? Guys, we have a lot to talk about today. So sit back and relax because I got... You, I'm coming to you from a place I like to call the saloon. Although it's just me at the bar today, our bartender is on vacation right now, which means he won't be telling us what's on tap for today. So let's just go in and jump into it with segment number one. Let's not waste any time. I have my lasso in hand and it's time for our post game roundup. The segment where I round up my thoughts on the most recent New Mexico State game. The Aggies returned to the court on Monday to face off against Cal State Northridge on the road. It came down to the wire, but the Matadors prevailed with a 66-63 win, which snapped New Mexico State's 21-game winning streak. Now I have three takeaways from the contest, and my first one is that someone has to step up at the five spot for New Mexico State. The Aggies moved Johnny McCants to the center position at the start of the season because it really just made sense when looking at the rest of the guys on the roster, but that has changed with the recent wave of injuries, forcing McCants to move back to the four, and now the question is who takes over the five? Well, New Mexico State went with William McNair on Monday, and it's becoming clear that he's still probably a year away from that breakout campaign that I do expect him to have at some point. I've said it before, I think he has the tools to really be a good contributor for this team, but when you look at his stats, that potential just hasn't translated yet onto the hardwood. McNair tallied three points on one for four shooting, six rebounds, and three turnovers in 32 minutes against the Matadors, and it really was an ideal matchup for him. He had the height advantage and about 40 pounds on CSUN's Alex Merck Veladze, and yet we didn't see him calling for the ball, backing him down, and just going to work. He's still too passive on the offensive side of the ball, and he continues to struggle with his turnovers as well. I think he's better suited for a bench role this season, but the thing is, New Mexico State needs a starting caliber center to emerge, at least until Jabari Rice returns in about three to five weeks, which we'll get into later, because once he does, you can move the lineup around again and put McCants back at the five. So who's it going to be until then? Well, there are two candidates, Wilfred Lakai and Mayan Kerr, who made his Aggie debut on Monday. We'll get into that also later on the show. But we can start off with Lakai. He has mostly gotten power forward minutes this season. And even though he still gets pushed around on the blocks a little more than you like to see in your starting center, he can definitely play the five if they need him to. Which at this point, like I said, they don't have a whole lot of options. He's 6'9", he's mobile, and he's willing to extend his range. Similar to what you get out of McCants, although not as high of a rate. Then there's Kerr, who to me is the team's best true center. But we don't know how long it's going to be for him to get into that game shape. Remember, he sat out all of last season at South Florida due to personal reasons. So Monday's game was his first contest since April 5th of 2019. So whether it's one guy stealing the show or a few guys getting the job done by committee, the Aggies need more production out of the center position until they get back to full strength. So that's my first takeaway. And my second one is that Johnny McCants played exactly how New Mexico State needs him to play. The redshirt senior was off to an okay start to the season heading into the game against CSUN. He was averaging 9.5 points and 9.5 rebounds per game, which is good. Don't get me wrong, but both games were against NAIA teams. And he's a guy who some people had as a sleeper pick for WAC player of the year. The Aggies need more out of their star big man, particularly from behind the arc. Remember, 
This is a six foot seven power forward who shot 40.3% from distance last season, and yet he entered Monday's contest just one for three in that department. He wasn't shooting with as much confidence, he wasn't as aggressive, and let's be honest, he didn't look like he was in the best possible game shape, which is understandable considering New Mexico State was jumping through more hoops than it was shooting this offseason. But all of that changed in the game against the Matadors, but Kants went off for 19 points and 8 rebounds on 5 for 10 shooting from deep. Those 5 made threes are also a career high for him in a single game. Really good stuff out of him, and he also added two assists, one block, and no turnovers. Now, with the exception of foul trouble, because he did foul out with about 20 seconds left, it really was an excellent performance from the Las Cruces native. Easily his best of the season, and that's what we have to see out of him on a nightly basis, especially while the team is shorthanded. Because as good as Donnie Tillman has been, McCants is the five-year Aggie. He's the one who knows the system the best, and he's the one who has to lead this team through the growing pains that it's experiencing right now. And speaking of growing pains, that takes me into my third and final takeaway, and it's that the Aggies are in for a rough ride these next few weeks. The team lost the game that it should have won on Monday flat out. New Mexico State was up by 12 points with 629 left, only to see the Matadors come back and end up on top. And there are excuses you can make if that's the route you want to go. The team hadn't played a game in 27 days. It was missing two starters. It was running lineups that it never runs, purely out of necessity. I get all of that. But at the end of the day, the Aggies blew a late lead to a team that, quite frankly, they're better than, even with all of those setbacks. They were eight-point favorites for a reason, and head coach Chris Chan said it best after the game. He said the thing that hurt them the most was how they lost. He said that's not who they've been since he took over the team four years ago, and I gotta say, I agree with him. This team isn't where it should be at this point of the season. Again, that's partially because of everything it's had to go through, but the other teams don't care about all of that. They're still gonna give New Mexico State their best shot, especially during whack play, where everybody wants to beat that team that went 16-0 last season. I think it's safe to say that won't happen again this year. The gap has closed between the Aggies and the rest of the conference, and I think they're gonna have to face some real adversity and struggles these next few weeks as they try to find their rhythm and get back to full strength. Alrighty folks, so that buzzer means it's time for segment number two, which is an update on New Mexico State's roster. A lot changed on Monday for the Aggies, some good, some bad, and I'm going to go through the list right now. We'll start off with the bad news first, just so we can get out of the way, and then end this on a high note. Jabari Rice remains out for three to five more weeks with a Jones fracture in his right foot. The redshirt junior got his stitches removed last week. He's no longer on crutches and even began walking in the pool, as he told us in the previous Straight Shooter episode. Make sure to check that out if you want to hear him talking about his recovery process a little bit more. So we have a good amount of details when it comes to Rice, but one injury that we're just now learning about is that of Clayton Henry. The redshirt senior averaged 15.5 points and 6 rebounds per game through the Aggies' first two contests against those NAIA squads, but he was an unexpected scratch from Monday's game against CSUN due to what the team is vaguely calling a foot injury right now. Now, I asked Jans about this in his post-game press conference on Monday, and he said, quote, he'll be out a while, I'm not sure how long, end quote. That's all we've gotten so far, but it does look like Henry is set to miss a good amount of time for the Aggies, and it's really unfortunate, not just because he has such an important role on the team, but because he just hasn't been able to stay healthy these past two seasons. Henry only played in one game last year due to a torn ligament in his thumb and a broken bone in his hand, and he was granted a medical hardship waiver to return this season, only to have to deal with this again. Now, I'm definitely hoping the best for him, and New Mexico State is definitely hoping he can get back on the court as soon as possible, because again, he's so important to this team. You can argue that he's the most invaluable player for the Aggies because of his ability to play the two or the three, because he can defend one through four, and because he's one of the most selfless players on this squad. 
The list goes on and on when it comes to how he impacts the game. And with Henry's sideline, the Aggies need other guys to step up. Now, one player who hopes to do just that is Jason King, who returns to the court on Monday. The 6'4 junior guard from Sneed State suffered a high ankle sprain in New Mexico State's season opener against Arizona Christian on November 29th, and he sat out the game against Benedicting Mesa on December 1st as a result. But King ramped up his activity and practice leading up to the CSUN game, and he made his return. The only thing is that it didn't last very long. King scored two points and fouled out in just eight minutes, which really was a tough break for a New Mexico State team that needed his production. This is a guy who, with Henry and Rice out, can average about 20 minutes a game because of his ability to play both of those guys' positions, the two and the three. And he's not the only one due for a big role. Kalen Williams also made his Aggie debut against the Matadors. The 6'2 sophomore from Western Nebraska Community College broke his fifth metatarsal in his foot prior to the start of this season. But like King, he ramped up his activity and practice last week and suited up on Monday. Williams recorded two points and two assists on one for two shooting in 21 minutes of gameplay. Not the type of production that jumps out when you look at his stat sheet by any means, but the Aggies need him on the court because they don't have a whole lot of bodies right now. And Williams is also a two guard, meaning he can play point or shooting guard. That's a big plus, and it'll be an even bigger plus once he finds his footing in Division One competition. One more guy made his Aggie debut on Monday, and that was Mayan Kerr. The 6'9 redshirt junior from South Florida gained eligibility with the conclusion of the fall semester, and he recorded two points and two boards in two minutes against the Matadors. Like I said, I do believe Kerr is the team's best true center since McCants is better suited at the four spot, but it's clearly going to take him some time to really make strides. We'll see how many minutes he gets in New Mexico State's next game, which leads us perfectly into segment number three. Alrighty folks, so that buzzer means it's time for segment number three, which is something I've been waiting to do for about a month now. That's right folks, we have an actual game to preview. New Mexico State is set to face Santa Clara on Thursday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time at Toyota Arena in Ontario, California. And if you're having deja vu right now, it's because the Aggies scheduled the game against the Broncos on December 5th before ultimately canceling it due to an NMSU player testing positive for COVID-19. But now we're giving it another go, and I'm essentially here to reiterate a preview that I already gave way back in episode two of Straight Shooter, but hey, it's a game preview nonetheless, so I'll take what I can get at this point. Santa Clara is 6-2 so far this season, and the West Coast Conference squad is led by senior Joseph Francis. The 6'9 power forward is a Swiss Army knife, averaging team highs of 16 points, 8.4 rebounds, and 1.4 steals per contest. There's just a lot to like about his game. He boxes out really well. He isn't shy about crashing the glass despite not being the biggest guy, and he also gets to the line whenever he wants, which is one of his biggest strengths. Francis draws an average of 8 fouls per 40 minutes, according to Kempom, which ranks 15th in the entire country. Now, he is the only player on the team who's averaging more than 10 points per contest, but it doesn't mean it's a one-man band by any means. Also in the mix is senior Christian Carlisle. The 6'5 point guard is averaging 9.3 points and a team-high 2.3 assists per contest. Carlisle is an explosive player who does a really good job of getting to the rim, and that makes up for his lack of range. He's only shooting 12.5% from deep. That's 1 for 8 shooting, but his 52.6% shooting from inside the arc ranks 3rd on the squad. And no, that was not a mistake when I said that he is a 6'5 point guard. Carlisle presents a ton of matchup problems with his size, as you would imagine, and that's actually the norm for this Broncos squad. 
Santa Clara boasts an average height of 79.1 inches, which is about 6 foot 7 more or less, and that ranks 4th in the entire country. This team is big, and that's going to present a problem for New Mexico State's backcourt specifically. Evan Gary II is 5 foot 10, compared to Carlisle at 6 foot 5, and CJ Roberts, who got the start in the game against CSUN, is 6 foot 1 compared to Broncos shooting guard Jalen Williams at 6 foot 6. So that takes us into our key to success, and it's to keep Santa Clara out of the paint. 60.9% of the Broncos' points come from inside the arc, which ranks 13th in the country, and that shouldn't come as much of a surprise because of how much size they have. On the flip side, only 18% of their points come from behind the arc, which ranks 325th in the country, and that's because they just don't have shooters on this team. We talked about how Carlisle is shooting 12.5% from deep, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Williams is shooting 14.3%. Kashawn Justice, the starting small forward, is shooting 22.2%. Vrancic is shooting 22.7%, and Jaden Bediako, the starting center, hasn't attempted a three-point shot all season. This team doesn't shoot from distance. In fact, the Broncos are shooting 20.8% from behind the arc this season, which ranks 329th in the country. So look for New Mexico State to clog the paint, double when Vrancic and Bediako get the ball, force them to kick it out, and roll the dice on Santa Clara's shooters cashing in, because those odds are much better than trying to fend off this team down low. Now with that being said, it's time for my prediction, so can I get a drum roll please? So for this one, I'm going with Santa Clara by a score of 66 to 60. I know, I know. The Aggies offenses didn't look sharp enough against a below average CSUN defense on Monday. And New Mexico State's defense is going to be hurting on Thursday with two key defenders out in a game that's already a bad matchup. I said earlier that this team is in for a rough ride these next few weeks. And I think that continues tomorrow against a good Santa Clara team. So that is going to do it for episode 6 of Straight Shooter. Thank you so much for listening. And I do apologize for publishing this later than usual. I had to enter scramble mode once the team announced that Santa Clara game. But either way, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like, share it with the rest of Aggie Nation, and consider subscribing or following, depending on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If you guys want to stay up to date with all things Aggie Hoops, make sure to follow me on Twitter at JadaSportsDude and subscribe to the Las Cruces Sun News. This has been Justin Martinez, a.k.a. Jada Sports Dude, and I'll see you guys next Wednesday.